And tonight I am joined by my players. And we are continuing with our Greyhawk campaign. Um, last week they had set out from Saltmarsh. Well, actually the week before last. They had set out from Saltmarsh with a caravan of merchants as guards. And were on their way to the provincial capital of Seton. The seat of the, the local duke. And uh, they were heading in that direction anyway to check up on their ship that had been re-outfitted or was being re-outfitted at the very least. Along the way they met some strange dark fae that attempted to rob some of the caravan members while they were entranced. And uh, after that little bit of a tussle, they made camp for the evening and set up watches. Um, Whereupon the caravan was attacked by a small band of goblinoid folk. Hobgoblins, gnolls, little goblins, you name it. But they did manage to fight them off with a few injuries. Some of the caravanners were particularly injured, but the two clerics managed to sort them out. Uh, am I forgetting anything, guys? I don't think so. A horse died. They killed a horse. Oh yeah, they, they did kill the horse. They slit the horse's throat. He was a real dragon. He was a real boy. And um And the gnolls were racist. <laughs> How were they racist again? Elves. Oh, 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 oh the, the the hobgoblins. Hobgoblins. Hobbs. Yeah, the hobs. Wait. Wait. Mm -hmm. Was I here last week? You were sort of, you were distracted by Heritage Day, uh, Bry family uh, things, I think. Okay. You were in a yeah. tree. Yeah, you were, <laughs> yeah, you were in a tree, taking pot shots. Um, and when we, when we finished off last week, you guys had basically um, healed up who you could, did some administrations, and... Um, the watch schedule was being resumed. Now, given that you guys were attacked, I want to know, are you just continuing with the watch schedules as normal? Or are some of you staying up to keep extra watches? Or how are you going to do this? I'm busy putting on my fucking armor. <laughs> All right. Getting ready for my watch. <laughs> I'm going back to my tree. I'm sleeping. Got it. Wait, is my time? No, that's if I'm still awake. But I think we'll probably keep to our watch and then maybe get aid from one or two of the other people in the caravan. Well, be the safest way of doing this. Yeah. Um. So, old Jack Die, the caravan leader. Um. He says that they're going to basically continue keeping watch as well. No, um, you, but he, he, you need to go sleep. Yeah, no, he, he says he's yeah, going to be taking his rest, it. though. Yeah, no, he's he's still he's still very, very tender after having that uh, spear shoved through his abdomen. Um, but he's, he's still enough of a leader to attempt to get things settled before he turns in, so to speak. Um, okay, so if you're just going to carry on as normal... Um, I'd like to. I'm like I don't use too many spell slots, and like I'm pretty healthy. Can I like help out with the watch, or 
will I forgo my long rest? How does it work? Um, if I want to help. If you want to stay up the whole time, um, I will say that you will still get the benefits of a long rest and that you will heal, you will get your spells back in the morning, but I will give you one point of exhaustion. Okay, so minus on my perception. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, basically all, all skill checks and stuff like that, if I remember correctly. Yeah, uh, disadvantage yeah, on ability checks. Uh, yeah, that's fine. I think I'm gonna. I'm like. I think uh, signs like pretty wired after all that, and it's <laughs> just like pacing around the perimeter. All right. Um, anybody else staying up with Cyan? As well to try keep a longer watch. I think I'll. I'll probably because I'm only starting my watch now, so I'll do like three, four hours maybe. All right. I just want to search with you. I want to take at least half asleep in the fight. <laughs> Uh, you guys did sort of start an inspection of the bodies, um, those ones that were like in the camp that had been killed. Um, you will recall that I told you about the markings um, that I think it was Beiru noticed on their armor, that they have those like scored you know, three sets of three lines that have been scored through. Do you remember that? Ringing a bell? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even remember what I did half an hour ago. <laughs> Ellen? It's one of those weeks. That is... That is very worrying. I, I think you need to see a doctor. <laughs> oh, doctors are expensive, man. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Uh, or or ease, ease off on the pot. <laughs> um, so, what else? Sorry, I've got a like a feeling in the back of my mind that I'm forgetting something. It's just me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure you covered everything that we did last week. Unless there's something that you did that you didn't tell us. Yeah, that's always a possibility. Welcome to the life. Alright, so uh, I will leave that as that for now. So I'm going to give you a point of exhaustion so far. Ah, uh, no, I can't actually do that. No, that's rubbish. You'll get it in the morning. All right. So, um, during, if I remember correctly, it was actually your watch, Cyan, and Corrodus's watch that was interrupted by the gnolls and things attacking. So, I'd say that would be pretty much with that whole encounter and all the fighting going back and forth, um, cleaning up of the bodies, um, yeah, do you want to do anything else with those bodies? Ellen, I know you said something about the bodies. Um, yeah, no, the only thing would be to have investigated the bodies, and we've already done that. Uh, they're already dead, so I can't sacrifice them, so now I'm good. <laughs> All right. Um, also, with your inspection, I assume that you were also trying to find anything valuable? Yeah, all right, well, the weaponry that you find is actually not too bad, though it doesn't look to be made by, you know, it doesn't look like the crude weapons that you've encountered before. Um, these seem to be human-made weapons, or at least human or dwarven-made weapons that they have either bought, stolen, or claimed by right of conquest. Um, most of them are nicked and, and a little bit, you know, not well taken care of. 
um, but they're still fairly decent quality. So if you want to try and collect some of these weapons, um, you can do so. But it won't be worth a hell of a lot. Maybe a hundred gold pieces or so. That is a lot. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there's space in one of the cards from broken inventory. Oh, bag of holding, man. Just chuck them all in there. Okay. That's it. So I'm going to put a thing in the inventory then. I'm just going to say collection of weapons. Uh, create item. Collection. Nope, that did not work. Are there any crossbow bolts? Uh, these guys were not using crossbows. Uh, the goblins had short bows and the gnolls, some of them had long bows. Okay, no stress. Um, worth 100 GP. There we go. That's under the inventory then, just so we have a note of it. Um, hey, deep. Dossie, should I say? I need to get used to using people's uh, handles when I see them on stream. Um, alrighty. Then, I believe we are sort of ready. So, are you going to continue your watch, Corollas and Siam? Um, yeah, I guess so. I'm gonna continue. Alright, so the rest of your watch goes by. Um, you do hear in the distance what seems to be like hyenas, um, but it doesn't sound like it's coming towards you. It sounds like it's moving away from you, somewhere to the north. Um, you do know that a whole bunch of the attackers that were attacking the northern part of the camp uh, did actually withdraw once they saw that you know the battle was turning against them. Um, but yeah, you finish your shift, um, and you go to wake up the next slot, which I think was Siren and Carcarius. Yeah, I think so. All right. So how are you positioning yourselves in the camp, uh, for your watch? Are you also just like doing a short little walk around the whole time or are you standing in one particular yeah. place? No, definitely patrolling. All right. This camp's Fine. And this is well. I mean, Karen, you can stay up in the tree. Just, just catch me. Just, <laughs> catch me. just hold on. Just come here real quick. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, I've got my arms out, ready to catch. <laughs> oh, this should be fun. Please go. make a strength check. <laughs> I'm light. What do you How much do you weigh? That's a good question. <laughs> I'm like 140 pounds. That's not like six. That's not even like 60 kilograms. Okay. Yeah, but you... 60 kilograms falling from a height is still 60 Don't worry, I'll land on my feet. I just <laughs> thought you were like a lot. Well, well you're about 15 height. feet off the ground if you're in the tree. So if you'd like, give me a acrobatics roll. Yay. Just to make sure you don't hurt yourself. Acrobatics is way better than like strength. Okay. Like athletics. So you managed to jump down without hurting yourself. Thanks for the hand. Like <laughs> I, I imagine you just held your hand out and I just caught yeah. it like very caught it like mid air and just kind yeah. of down. <laughs> yeah. Very gentlemanlike. Um but yeah, so you start doing your little patrol around. Um what is your vision like? 
Do you guys have dark vision? Yep, 60 feet. 60 feet, both of you. All right. So make me perception checks without disadvantage. Do I get to do my perception check? Oh, yes. You are actually also around. Are you also patrolling around, Byron? Yeah, no. Like, yeah, totally wide. Cool. Um, Damn. Yeah. Um, I don't have a torch or anything. I'm just kind of like peering into the dark. Okay, cool. Uh, so, so then you perception with disadvantage, yes. Yeah. Nice. Okay. <laughs> nice. So. I think we need to get you an iPad so you can see it nice. That'd be cool. And I could be a pirate. Yeah. So as you are. It'll go with the hat. <laughs> as you are busy patrolling around. Uh, Richard, you do hear some movement off in the grass near to where you are busy patrolling. Yeah. Do you go to investigate? No, I move clo cautiously closer. Sort of, I won't take a light or anything with me, but I'll go suss it out. Alright, so as you as you, you know, start walking closer to this sound, um, you actually notice that some of the grass has been pressed down and you're sort of following a trail. And it doesn't take long for you to hear what sounds like somebody crawling through the grass. And you just make out what seems to be a wounded goblin. It's black blood smearing the ground and the grass around it, trying to crawl away. What do you do? It's misery. <laughs> it, like... Out of character, so the six side of me just went stab it. <laughs> In character. Um, I just want to see what languages I speak again. Yeah, none. Oh, you just speak none. <laughs> okay. None that are useful. Okay. I'll, in like a harsh whisper, I'll call it, who goes there? It freezes. Loud enough that he can hear, but not loud enough that to spook anything else within earshot type thing. It freezes. It stops crawling. And it looks around. Are you looking directly at it? Yeah. Okay, so as you're looking at it, you see its eyes sort of have that, like, that's, you know, like when you look at a cat, that it sort of shines and glimmers. You know? Um, you see the same kind of effect in its eyes. And it's staring at your eyes, and you're staring back. You've locked gazes. Is this love? <laughs> little little goblin is. And he says, "He says, you are you walking up?" Yep. Um. So you you you. I don't know if you would have been close enough to pick up on the conversation, but you do hear a reply and a. And very broken comment that basically says, uh, uh, please, please don't kill me. I have family. And, and we were just know. doing what the biggins wanted. Uh, I, I feel a bit of pity. So under my breath, I'm going to cast healing word and just heal him for a bit and then say run. And... Healing word, hey, I has enough distance. So roll me, draw me the healing word. Um, 
healing. <laughs> healing word healing. Yes, this makes this makes sense. Ooh. Oh, hearing sound effects. Our sound effects are provided by Sirenscape because epic games need epic music. There we go. Or epic sounds at least. <laughs> he just won't benefit from the extra healing from right. being a disciple of life. <laughs> Why not? Doesn't it apply to everything that you cast? Yeah, uh, yeah, it would. So he gets an extra three. All right, cool. So, uh, and on top of that, seven. Yeah. Oh wow. Okay, so ten hit points brings him back to full health, and he like stands up and he just bolts, and you just hear this little goblinoid voice say "thank you" as it runs. You broke up then. <laughs> He says, thank you, as he runs. I was trying to do a voice, and yeah, obviously the mic did not like it. <laughs> so you watch for a while, and eventually, because he's short and the grass is long, you lose track of him. Okay. If Siren's still going up to me, I'll go, no. Yeah. Uh, it was just a, some animal running around in the bushes. Oh, okay. Seems like it was following this blood trail. Fair enough. So, you continue your your rounds. Um, the rest of your watch goes by without much issue. Um, and you go to wake up some of the caravan guards. Cyan, you are still um, marching around as well uh, with these caravan guards. So, yeah, you, go, you guys turn in for the night. Two of the guards accompany Cyan and start doing a patrol around. And you can give me another perception check, please, and I will roll for them. Okay. And I mustn't forget that they are human, so they get disadvantage. Right. Okay. So three, three blind people are walking around the camp now. Yeah, basically. <laughs> they can still hear, though, so... Hello, rolling hot. <laughs> well, you beat them by one. So, with those average uh, rolls, you don't really pick up much else. Um, like I say, it's a pretty moonless night. It is quite dark. Um, a bit of a breeze starts to pick up, and you know you just see these that the you kind of find it very relaxing and peaceful to an extent, sign, and that it looks like a sea of grass. There's just waves in the grass near to you. Um, you hear the rustle of the leaves and the trees. You know, a few crickets and things. You know, come alive as well. So you don't you don't hear or see anything that says, you know, oh fuck, we're gonna get attacked or anything like that. Um, okay. Another couple of hours go past. The two guards that are on on duty with you go off duty, and um, you know, bring up the next two. Uh, to their guard positions and if you'd like you can give me one more set of uh disadvantage pers per persuasion i was gonna say perception good oh geez they got a lovely two um okay much better <laughs> yeah that's not bad a 15 and a 16 and then i need to do something here if i can find my 12s oh okay Please tell me you read the comment in the chat. I, oh, I, oh, hell no, I didn't. I've, I've got too many things open again. Hello, Northstar. <laughs> um, and 
yeah so the last watch goes by um, eventually you see the sun starting to you know create its lovely glow in the sky uh, that presages dawn and yeah slowly bit by bit the rest of the camp starts waking up and you now have your long rest folks but Byron, your character, Cyan, has one point of exhaustion. So that will be remedied by another, no, a proper night's rest, basically. A long rest. Or a Red Bull. <laughs> or a Red Bull, or the spell equivalent of a Red Bull. Actually, I'm trying to think. Would lesser restoration remove exhaustion? It should. I think it does actually. So. Speaking of new day, I want to check out my spells. So yeah, if you want to change spells and things, now's the time to do it, you clerics. Cool. And yeah, around you, people are busy, you know, breaking up camp, you know, making sure the fires are dead, packing away tents and sleeping bags and things like that. Um, just basically tidying up and getting ready to get on the road. And you can actually see that the Dwarven contingent um, has theirs ready to go first. And they actually set out a little bit before the rest of you guys. Kind of by themselves. Well, you do, you do recall that you know that the the turn off on the road that heads down to the Dwarven mining operation is not too far away. Um, and yeah, basically, if you do want to talk to the Dwarves, you can still do so before they leave. Up to you. Nah, I'm good. Anybody else? No, I'm all good. So, yeah, so then they're going to set off, uh, not not too, like a half an hour before the rest of the camp is really ready to get on the road. Um, they have already left. Um, yeah, so you guys mount up. You doing the same thing as last time, sort of like riding as outriders to the sides and to the front and back, up and down the line, that kind of a thing. Um, you will see that Jack Die is not on his horse. He's actually, because of him being so tender, uh, he is sitting on one of the wagons, or like sort of lying down. They've sort of like hollowed out a space for him and like put some blankets so that it's a little bit more comfortable. Anything else you guys want to do? Or shall we just get air. on the road? We're in the air. You're in the air. Okay, cool. Scouting from um, higher level. All right. So as you guys set off along the road to Seaton, again, um, like I said, the the wind has still picked up a little bit, but, uh, you know, the sun, as it starts to hit you, it starts to warm you, you're feeling more comfortable. Um, and, yeah, you just fall into the, you know, the, the rhythm of travel. And I just realized very stupidly that I don't actually have any of the, the the music and things going let's get that started just for accuracy's sake uh, i've got a horse so i guess i'll be on the horse and mm. worms will be in there all right 
That was weird. I'm not certain what happened there. I must have clicked on the wrong thing. So, uh, as you're traveling, I would like you guys to give me a set of perception rolls. Obviously, yours, Byron, will be with disadvantage since you are exhausted. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> hey, you, you you beat the rest of the caravanners. Alright, who hasn't rolled? Roll for what? Siren and Corollas. Perception. God, I was so close to a one. <laughs> <laughs> that was also very close. <laughs> so, so close. Um, Carcarius, you and Siren, and, well, Bims notices it as well. Um, as you guys are moving out, uh, you can see in the distance, there's whole swaths of this grassy terrain that have been burnt at some other point. It's basically like a felt fire that's torn through here. But if you look, it looks like it's it must be weeks old. And with the recent rains and things, you can actually see there's lots of green growth starting to cover up these this, this, you know, these huge black swaths of land. Um, and you see a few animals and things also passing along, you know, you see some buck, you know, crossing the road ahead of you, dashing through the grass, um, mostly small little critters and things, but it's, it's, it's quiet around you. Considering how quickly these things came upon you in the night, it's almost too quiet. But you can see far off to the north, the dark expanse that is the southern reaches of the Dreadwood. Hugging some of the hills in the distance on the horizon. And of course to your south, you're not too far away from the ocean. So you do catch a, you know, a salty pang every once in a while on the, on the wind, on the breeze. Smells like home. Smells like home. Um, don't make me jealous. I miss the coast so very much. Screw you, COVID. Screw you. Anyway. And, um... I'll send you a jar of seawater. <laughs> oh, gee, thanks. You're, you're too kind. Um... So, it takes you guys... The roads are a little bit drier now. Um, as the sun is beating down on you guys as well, it starts to heat up. It becomes quite humid being so close to a, you know, the, 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 the coast itself. Um, I'll say, how long would that take? Let me look at that map quickly. Probably takes you about six or seven more hours. Um, after the first hour or two, you do uh, see that uh, T-section basically that heads off to the south. Um, along the road, there's also a couple of, you know, small little, like, hamlets, basically, little farms and things. Um, as the people see this caravan, you see the, the peddlers that are with the caravan. 
like speaking to um old jack die basically they peel off to go to these little you know farmlets and things and hamlets just to do some quick business the caravan doesn't even stop but they basically just catch up hustling their little donkeys and things along um, as quickly as possible but the caravan makes pretty good time and as i say after about six seven hours you find yourselves on a hill overlooking the city of seaton it's a fascinating place in that it's very much you know it's very similar to um salt marsh and that you can see huge like fishing fleets and things but in addition to that you also see um warships there's maybe about 15 of them at the moment in the docks and they are clearly warships because you can see catapults and mangonels and uh, ballista um outfitted on these ships um the walls themselves the that surround the town are made out of a very like dark stone and you can see on a hill within the town's boundaries itself is a fairly large and impressive looking uh castle that overlooks the port um and you know the town proper and you see that hanging from you know if you're looking at it oh no, along the road you see banners hanging from the walls to either side of what is clearly the town gatehouse and it's a vertical stripe splitting a field of blue and red on the blue are three ships and on the red side on the right hand side is three swords but they're huge and they're clearly visible as you start getting closer and closer um, to the town. And when you're about how far out? Probably about half a mile out or so. Your eyes catch movement coming from the gate. And there is a contingent of armored soldiers, what appear to be knights, or at least cavalry of some sort, um, coming towards you at a very fast pace. And as they approach the caravan, they slow down and the gentleman in the front has got a huge handlebar moustache and very short cropped hair. You see, they all have lances. They've all got these, you know, surcoats with the coat of arms of what is clearly seated um, on them. And this gentleman, like, raises his left hand for his company to stop and they await you as the caravan starts getting closer and you see that old jack die like sort of elbows himself up and as the lead wagons come to a halt he manages to hop down and hobble hobble over um to speak to this gentleman uh is anybody close enough to the front to overhear their conversation is probably something i should ask Sign would have been at the back. Yeah, well, I probably wouldn't be near the front. Yeah, I'm also at the back. I'm like middle front. I would yeah. be in the front. As I say, I know I've, according to our last marching formation, Beiru was near the front, Siren was near the front, Carcarius was near the middle, Corolla's near the middle, and Cyan and Xerxes towards the back. Hmm. Sounds about right. All right. Yeah. So Beiru and Siren. Please give me perception checks. Uh, 
Oh, yay. <laughs> well done, natural one. Butterfly, what? <laughs> Wings are like two different colors. My horse's hooves are very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, you do not, you do not he overhear uh, any of their conversation for some reason. Um, but Jack Dye uh, basically shakes this man's hand and limps over back to the to to the wagons. And since you guys are in the front, um, he will say, "When we approach the town, uh, don't make any hostile moves. Apparently, we were not the only ones to be attacked last night. Another group of hobgoblins and gnolls." Attempted to set fire to a whole bunch of the warships in the harbor during the night. A bit of naval sabotage. A quest. I smells. <laughs> he says, "When we get to the gates, the caravan will. It will take some time to get us processed. Uh, you will need to give your names up to the soldiers at the gate, and." Whatever business you have in town, you had better be honest when declaring it. That's my uh, best advice to the lot of you. I might have a problem then. <laughs> looking for work is well, honest. What's the, what's the thing? You don't have to, don't lie, but you can omit truths. Yeah. Uh, We're here to help you with the goblins and hobgoblins. Are you, are you dressing the knight? himself really i thought we were escorting this caravan no 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 i'm yeah. saying if we're if we get into town we're obviously gonna hang around for a bit just say we're, yeah. we're, we're there for i mean we're, we're looking for work yeah yeah Bob. are you are you saying this to jack die or to the knight on the horseback is what i want to know i would imagine because he he's the one that addressed us to be uh, yeah okay so you're just saying this to jack die um, he says, well, yeah, yeah, admitting the truth, I would have whispered to Cyrus. I wouldn't say that out loud. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he says, he says, well, if you are looking for more work, um, somebody who you can speak to is our agent that you need to collect your coin from. Um, I will probably be meeting you there anyway, because I need to tell them that you guys will need to get danger pay since we were actually attacked nice. during the night. Uh, do you recall the name of the agent? Uh, uh, give me a second to scroll through. I don't have it. <laughs> Just carry that for gold in Seaton. Was it a girl or a boy? It was a boy. Or was it the boy? I don't um, Speak to Howard Stern. Yeah. I have changed that name slightly because I'm afraid of consequences. Yeah. So it's Hayward. <laughs> And it's spelled S-T-U-R-N, Stern. <laughs> so who's Howard Stern? He is the agent of Ingo the Drover here in Seaton. So he's going to basically be giving your pay. Um, the one thing I don't seem to find in my notes is how much you were supposed to be paid. Five I believe it was pay per person. Okay. I believe it was 10 gold per day per person. Uh -huh. yeah, yeah, I think, actually, I think I missed the one yet. It's 15. Uh-huh. I, I smell bullshittery. <laughs> and then extra gold if we fight en route. 
Yeah, I don't think it's. I've also got you yeah, five gold per day, but hazard pay if you run into trouble. It doesn't say how much hazard pay is though. Excellent. Well, hazard pay will be double then, so it will be ten gold per day. So twenty gold each. Uh yeah, it's been two days. So yeah, so he he basically gives you directions when you get into town. Um, the agent's residence and slash office is not too far away from this gate, from the, I must think, Western Gate. It will be in the market area, the main, one of the two main market areas. There's one at the Western Gate and there's one at the Eastern Gate. Is there a map by any chance? Uh, of the city? No. Okay. I did not get to finish it. I started it, but I didn't get to finish it. So I've got the map in my brain right now. Um, but yeah, if there's particular things that you, you want to know while you're in the city, you can ask me and I can attempt to give you answers. If I do not know the answers, I will bullshit my way through it as all good DMs can. <laughs> all right. So do you want to ask the question now or wait until you're actually through the gates? Uh, we're, we're, we'll do it like whatever tomorrow or whatever the time is now, I don't know. Um, but I just want to find out about casinos. Ah. Speak to Mr. Anyone, like um, uh, a clergyman of Naribo. Okay, so you okay. want you want to start, try to do some investigating in town to see if there's anybody, a personage of that ilk in town. 100%. Okay, cool. Um, Can I um, ask the, the knight that rode up to us? Yeah. Um, hello, how are you? I am well, thanks, sir. Oh, that's good. Um, tell me, have you heard of Osprim before? What if you whisper Osprim like Osprim? <laughs> he says, uh, my good sir, we are on the coast. Of course, I know who Osprim is. Oh, that's so good. And, and you worship her, I trust, or at least give some token of gratitude. Nay, After sir. All, your warships, your warships wouldn't be so safe if it wasn't. Nay, sir. My warship, I sit astride my warship. Okay. My horse is my warship. I do not set foot on the deck of a ship. I am deathly afraid of the sea. Oh, that's too bad. Give me well, a horse, I mean... and give me a lance, and give me somebody to stick with it. Oh. Well, you know, the sea becomes a lot less terrifying if you pray to the sea goddess. Anyway, tell me, um, is there any um, churches or uh, in mosques or anything like that <laughs> to Osprim in the city? Um, I do believe there is a small chapel to Osprim in the city. Oh, lovely. Do you, could you give me directions, please? near to the docks somewhere i am not an adherent so i'm not particularly cer certain or i to put it plainly don't really give a shit okay tell well, me sir what is your name it's cyan and i puff out my chest he squints slightly and he's like you still got the hat on right yes <laughs> he says I, yeah 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 to speak no i was just gonna say i puff out my chest and kind of like tip my head towards him and he says, um, well, Mr. or Master Cyan, um, welcome to Seaton. Be sure to declare your business. 
Oh, thank you. Yes, of course. Uh, have a good time. But I, I, I fear that I have been rude. I have not introduced myself. You have given me your name, so I shall give you mine. My name is Vesnia. Vesnia Applegate. Vesnia Applegate? Oh, that's such a cute name. Did you just call a guard cute? And he like... <coughs> yes, well. And, um, no. Uh, not at all. I bet okay. all the ladies spoon over your name. And he says, we will, we will escort you to the gates. And he makes a motion with his hand. And his knights basically split in half. And there's five now riding on the left-hand side of the caravan near the front. And five on the right with him in the lead on the right-hand side. In the right-hand column. And yeah. The caravan gets underway. Unless there's anything else you would like to do, say, speak. Nobody? what's leading up to the gate and so on nothing nothing as of yet i'll do my my questions inside town all right so would you guys like to yeah is there any groups around that look out of place oh well that's what i was going to ask you do you want to give me some perception checks and i can maybe give you some more information Um, you can see there's quite a few people. Um, as you get closer to the gates, there's some people um, on the outside of the gate. There's a whole bunch of guards on the outside of the gate as well. Um, but, you know, they just look like common folk, you know, tradesmen going back and forth. You see some a s- small group of men carrying large axes that and you know pulling like a handcart that are walking out of the city. Uh, obviously, they're some sort of woodcutters. Um, and with those roles, is there anything? Are you just looking like for anything suspicious? What? What are you? I'm looking for something of a dubious nature. Yeah, if there's any, if I can see anybody of a dubious nature. All right. Well, Carcarius, Bims, and Beiru. Um you don't really see anybody like shifty looking. You don't see like any you know, goblins in disguise or anything to that nature. Um, as you're starting to queue up behind some of the other you know, people who are, have, are coming into town from you know, other directions, um, you cast your eyes, you know, to the right, basically. You can just see some of the docks and you can see like um, the port itself there are those large stone walls, those curtain walls that sort of envelop the town itself, actually extend into the harbor as well, uh, sort of creating like a storm break kind of a thing. But you can see that mounted on top of these towers are more like huge um, catapults and like almost like trebuchet, like miniature trebuchets, basically. Um, and they are all facing outwards. Some of them are facing, you know, outwards towards the sea. Some of them are facing outwards towards, you know, the road, etc. Uh, you can also uh, see... It, it would question my trust in the city if they're facing inwards. <laughs> you never know. You never know. But you can also see... As you, as you glance up, as you're getting closer, the walls themselves are around... How much? How, how, how big would that be? That'll be about, I'm trying to think, 20, 25 meters high. They are huge. 
and they look solid and you can actually see the way they've been built um they sort of they've got like a slight gradient so they get they're quite thick at the base so they're sort of like flying buttresses um they go get narrower towards the top towards where the bet the battlements are um and you can just see like shiny metal heads um busy marching in twos or threes along the walls everywhere there are also some that are stationed on those towers uh, where those siege weapons are placed. Um, your general, your general impression, taking in all this information, taking in you know, you know the amount of guards at the the gates, um, the fact that you were met by a contingent of horsemen, you know, cavalry that came out to meet you. This is a very much a military port. All right. Uh, but other than that, nothing, nothing shifty looking. Who do we go see about our ship again in here? They're gonna deliver it to us in Salt Marsh, pretty sure. Yeah, but we can check up on it. Good check it's, up on it's, it. Yeah. it's getting fixed here. So. The ship was taken to Seaton. By? You had it. Who's it? Lord Restford. Correct. Um. So yeah, you can make inquiries of where you can find Lord Restford, but knowing who he was he was the ducal representative in salt marsh you're fairly certain that you'll find him at the duke's castle mm, dalton trident symbol enamel on red background there we go hey we made notes people <laughs> we made notes excellent so yeah it takes a little bit of a time um the cavalry you'll see has dismounted um no, just watering the horses, grooming them slightly. You can see that these knights, if that is what they are, are obviously you know, the horses are their, their prized possession. Um, and of course, their lances and things. But the guards at the gate, most of them are, are you know, carrying halberds. You'll see a few of them have also got bows are just you know not drawn but arrows are ready to be drawn at any second um it just smacks of a place that's on high alert and there's one officious looking gentleman who's wearing you know a similar surcoat and that he's also wearing chain mail but he doesn't have this like pot helmet on his head well it's actually more like a conical helmet that these guys are wearing um and he has a small little table and a stool at the gate or just outside of the gate maybe about 10 feet and you see everybody who's coming in they like dismounting or they getting off of their wagons and they're going to speak to him first and there's a line of guards blocking the gate and he scribbles something down he looks up and you no know, has a short conversation with these people scribble something more down and then Pass, you know, allows them to pass through and the guards move aside and whoever needs to go through goes through after which the guards close up again so as you guys get to the front old jack die is now sitting on the, the the wagon seat of the lead wagon and he basically declares that this is the caravan coming from salt marsh carrying a whole bunch of assorted goods you know from pans and cloth some um other goods that that you know couldn't make the trip by by sea and 
basically declaring everything that's in there. And he mentions that they do have some mercenaries that they have been hired as additional caravan guards. Um, and he waves his hands basically at you guys. And he's actually like beckoning somebody over. Who goes, who will speak for your group? I almost asked who's the smartest one, but we all know who that is. <laughs> I think um, Cyan will boldly take a step forward. Oh, yes. Yeah. I'll, I'll just walk with him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I look behind me and I see, like, oh, everybody's walking up behind me. No, and, I'm looking at this butterfly. And this guy is like, he looks up at you as you guys approach and he's like, names, please. Hello. Names, please. Get a move on. I don't have all day. Uh, don't you? Is anyone else around us? There's lots of people, and there's people uh, waiting. Uh, sorry, sorry. My name's Science Storm Whisperer, Cleric of Osprum. The rest of your company? By what are uh, they called? Uh, the followers of Osprum. No, okay. no, no, no. We're not called that. <laughs> Oh, I, I am Siren and just walks past. Yeah. You walk past into the waiting arms of a bunch of guards, halberds down. I did, I did say my name, so... He says, young lady, I am not done with you yet, come here. God damn it. You have not been given permission to enter the town. What is your business? We're here to spread the word of Osprey. No, yeah. no. We, we were escorting this caravan, and now we're likely going to look for more work in the town. Mercenaries, he says. Please be aware that the town is currently under martial law. If you are found stealing, your head will be removed. Are you? If you are found fighting, your head will be removed. Well, only be stealing hearts. If you so much as spit in the street. Your head will be removed. When did we get to Singapore? <laughs> <laughs> what happened if we draw? It's, it's, it's involuntary, you know? He says, I suggest you get that under control or see a physician. Is there I any? Could. If I could get into town. <laughs> Does your party have a name? Other than the followers of Osprum. What do you mean? You don't get to decide what it is. We told you what it is. No, you told him what you wanted it to be. When, Pierce? Your companions do not seem to agree with you. Uh, they're just being difficult. So we out of character. Yeah, out of character, should we actually discuss the name for our party? Because this is like the fourth time Gordon's asked us. Yeah, we'll do it next time. What's our ship's name? The wave piercer. Well, we shall be known as the wave piercer crew. The name right. shall be feared. I, I don't think I like the idea of that. Isn't that ship a brothel? I no, like that idea. Brothel, not <laughs> evening. Yeah, I don't know if we should be just seen as, you know, a gang of pimps. Yeah, but it, it's not going to be called, called the wave piercer when it's a brothel. Better than the followers of Osprum. He <laughs> says... Oh, it could always be the brothel of Osprum. A moment, good, good people. Yeah. Um, he says, 
Did you just say that you are the crew of the wave, Piersa? Yeah. This ship is familiar to me. One moment. Any, wait, wait, any... are we gonna get our heads chopped off because of that? No, that's a real, that's a real, our real boat. Yeah, that's our ship. Being outfitted for, at the moment in this maybe, maybe we get, like, brownie points. And, and you see he, like, shuffles through some p loose papers that are underneath his, like, this ledger. And he pulls it out and he says, We have been expecting you. You are to report to Lord Restford. I take it from these documents that you are to become privateers in the service of His Majesty. Indeed. You're not sure about that? I don't know what the words mean. <laughs> you will be given royal mandate to hunt down pirates. Any spoils you take will be yours to keep. Less attacks to the crown. Exactly that, yes. Yay, kill things. The tax is 50%. What? I'm, I'm okay with that. He says... 50% like at your out of character 50% hmm? of what we declare hmm. Hmm. Yeah. 50% of something is better than uh, 50, uh, you're fucking lucky you said out of character <laughs> <laughs> so he says you are to report to the ducal palace at first opportunity though I do suggest you buy yourself some better clothing and you stink of horse. Um, wait, wait, wait. What about look, me? I'm wearing a coat and like <laughs> leather, sh leather crocodile skin shoes and stuff, bro. Come on. No underwear. What never gets dirty, though. Hey, you're not flying still, are you? <laughs> no, no, no. I can't to, to, to speak. Well, also, when he says that, I'll sort of like just spit my wrist and try shine my armor up. <laughs> okay, he says, I'll never get dirty. Perhaps. Go to the Ducal Palace in the morning. You see, the court, the Duke is holding open court on the morrow, so he will entertain audiences from strangers, and his people. Might we find somewhere in town to stay the night? They says, "Well, if you are in need of a good place, it well depends on your coin, sir." We have a couple of places in town. One is fairly highbrow, the Lark and Laurel. Mm -hmm. huh? But you at least be able to find a scented bath there. Will there be maidens to help with that? You can certainly inquire. I just need bread, it's okay. <laughs> Uh, he says, if you're looking for cheaper fare, you'll probably find a couple of places near the docks that service the sailors, etc. That serve cheap alcohol, cheap food, and cheap whores. We're not cheap, thank you very much. Well, I'm not. I don't know about you guys. Very well. Welcome to Seaton. You may proceed. Let them pass. And you see the guards start moving um, apart. And yeah, you guys are free to enter the town. The rest of the caravan basically makes slower progress. Um, 
but the first wagon that has old Jackdai on it is going through. And Jackdai, uh, as you guys pass through the gates, and you can see it's it's fairly busy. Seton is much larger. Where where Salt Marsh has around five thousand people, you know, in town and in the surrounding little hamlets and things. Seton's probably got a larger population, around ten thousand people or so. Uh, so it's a lot busier. It's a lot noisier. There's a lot more like traffic on the roads and that. But you see, the roads are well maintained. They kept clear of all debris in that. They wide. Um, basically, it will allow three or four wagons to pass one another along the main, the main thoroughfare. Yeah, um, and the way the streets are laid out, as you heading straight in, into town, that thoroughfare basically has market areas um, to the north and to the south of it, to the left and the right, and and you see like a variety of things, like like little like stores and things. You see some very brightly colored like tents and things very reminiscent reminiscent of the quartermasters of i use's feel um you know bright reds and blues and yellows and things um but you also see there are many many actually like established businesses you see there are some like blacksmiths or metal workers or smiths of various types there's you know, a couple of places where you can you can see jewelry uh, displayed in in windows and things. It's not. It's definitely not salt marsh. It's a little bit a little bit more uh, cosmopolitan as well. You see an arrange uh, not an arrangement a range of folks, mostly human. Probably around ninety percent of the people you see are human, but you can also see some dwarves and gnomes and halflings, some half orcs and things as well in town. And uh, yeah, so. Uh, old Jack Dye, as you're busy passing through all of this, he's actually pointing out some of these these places. You know, basically saying if you're looking for good armor, you can go to this place. You know, anything you know, weapons wise, go to see this man over here. He'll give you a good price. Um, if you need any elixirs and and whatnots, um, they're fairly rare in town, but there are a couple of places um, that you can go for that stuff as well. Uh, but he's basically just a, a font of information. Um, but following him, you get to the market and just there's like a, a, a double story building um, with a neat little sign on it that says um, Seaton Branch Ingo's. And Jack Dye says, well, this is it. Come, You can come and collect your pay inside. I will explain to... Uh, Master Hayward, that danger pay is required as well. And he leads you into this like very neat little office. You see this guy that has like spectacles on his on his nose, but basically a bunch of um, uh, paperwork around him on a desk. Um, in one corner, however, you do see a very like battle scarred looking half orc. Um, but otherwise, like very neat, neat armor, looks new, polished, you know. Um, he's basically standing there with a large mace hanging from his belt, arms crossed. And uh, yeah, Master Hayward glances up at you and uh, immediately greets Jack Dye, who he knows. And he says, um, and who have you brought me today? And Jack Dye introduces you all to him. 
but it is now five minutes past eight. Before we continue, shall we take a five minute break quickly? Yeah, sounds good. Sound good to everybody? Yeah. All right. To the folks in chat, uh, we will be back very shortly. Just a short little break. Uh, welcome back, everybody. They've just gotten their gold out of the dude. And yeah, what are you guys doing next? Um, can I ask him about Watching. some sort of, um, I don't know, establishment where they, where they gamble, like a casino or something? Um... He says he doesn't partake of that pastime himself. And I mean, you can see he's like a, like a, a very decent looking bloke. Um, and he looks over at his bodyguard to the half orc and he says, Gravel, do you know of anything, any place like that in town? And he says in this like very husky voice, uh, that I'm not even going to bother to try and imitate because my vocal range does not go that low but he basically grunts something to the effect of um if you're looking to play around or of cards or dice or things like that there is a bit of a gambling den the duke's men don't really know about it down at the docks there's a, a tavern there um it's it's it hasn't really got a name as such um, but but you'll find it pretty easily. It has a decapitated parrot <laughs> hanging from the eaves. We just call it the dead parrot. Okay, cool. Dead parrot tavern. Um, yeah, you can basically go in, go in there and and find a a, a game to play. Uh, word of warning, though. You might want to like hide your coin pouch in your cod piece. <laughs> he doesn't have a cod piece. I'll just yeah. Put well, it in my... then you might want to keister it. I've got pockets in in my. I'm not obviously not saying this to him. Just <laughs> out of character. I've got pockets in my jacket, in my <laughs> coat. By the way, PT dubs. And my shoe. Wait, do I wear shoes? But noted, thank you very much. <clears throat> and um, he just like grunts an ascent of some sort. And uh, yeah, Hayward says, well, if you do find yourself in need of more work, you know where to find us. Have a good day. Bye. Bye-bye. Wait, didn't somebody ask about other other inns or something? That was at the entrance. Was no, but didn't somebody else just ask now too? Neville, wasn't it you? Yeah, I said I wanted to go look for lodgings. Oh, uh, yeah, lodgings, exactly. So, oh, you just want to look for lodgings. So, yeah, the two places, the one place that you did here, I don't know if you actually got the name, is the Lark and Laurel. That's the, the, the higher tier place, if I can put it. There's also a more uh, middle middle place called the Cheese Wheel. The Cheese Wheel. The Cheese Wheel. Does it have fine wine? No. Damn it. Yeah, that, that's kind of in, inquire by the Lock and Laurel. How much is it? So, if you in inquire at the Lock and Laurel, 
Um, it's basically eight silver pieces for a meal and your stay per day is two gold pieces. Please, you have the gold to spend. But this, this, this place is like nice. You see the walls are plastered. There are like, um, uh, what are they called? Bellboys, right? At the door, um, like offering to take your, your backpacks and things off from you and help you. Um, they do sort of like look down and you see they've all got like these, these matching purple uniforms and, you know, as you enter this little like foyer, you see there's another one of these people, a young woman with a purple dress on, exact same shades and everything, but she's got like a white blouse. Um, her hair is pulled out back in a pony, tied up with what appears to be silver thread. And she has a book in front of her. And yeah, she basically tells you the, the prices and that. And she says, um, coin will of course need to be paid up front for your stay she's like taking in your you have <laughs> personage she says we have several scented baths uh, also included as included in the bath is a massage um your meals include all drinks we have many fine spirits i think yes i have money on the table <laughs> I, I'm, I'm spending a night here and also is there a temple to procan in this town there is a temple to procan in town as yeah, well i'm spending a night here and then the rest of the time i'm here i'll sleep at the temple all right well i'm gonna buy one night so far so long in the interim all right so one night is two gold pieces and if you're eating your meals here um well if you're gonna have dinner um and breakfast that's gonna cost you two silver pieces i think it was no eight silver pieces so 16 silver pieces uh for two meals each i'll, I'll put down six gold pieces for two nights okay two nights are uh well six gold pieces is three nights no it's two gold pieces plus eight yeah for, for the meal oh, okay so you're just rounding up basically yeah, I, i'm with you cool so um, deducted I'm, my my name Beiru, not actually that's a good question byron are you staying yeah oh uh, no it's <laughs> much too much for me um so tell me guys uh what's the plan for tomorrow where can i meet you i'm gonna just put another two gold down so byron so cyan can have a night in luxury also do beirut's idea is there a stable here for our horses as well yes there are stables and everything this is the this is the full works um i'd like to whisper to the lady that's handling all of this and say it's not like um a dirty house, is it? <laughs> she says, I, Sir, I'm sure I do not know what you mean. These massages, they're, um, they're pants on, right? <laughs> Sir, it is up to you. We recommend pants off <laughs> for comfort. However, no, this is not one of those massages. Okay, um, 
Thank you so much. Um, yes, I will accept this. I'll, I'll stay. This seems nice. Thanks, Cogarius. But she like sort of leans into you and she says, However, <laughs> arrangements could be made if you are interested in such a massage. No, 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 thank you. Uh, Cyan blushes. <laughs> she, she, she leans back again. She says, um, you know, as she's scooping the coins and up, basically, and counting them and checking everything, and she, she's taking your names and writing you in. So you're all basically staying here then, or what? Mm-hmm. Is there anybody not staying here? Nobody? pay for himself. <laughs> she says... She says that um, the lodgings for your animals are included in the bills for the individual rooms. Um, I will summon somebody to take your bags up to your rooms for you. And as you walk into this place, you can see that um, past this foyer, there's like an open area and it's built up, you know, like, I don't know if you've seen those old French quarter um, houses and things. Um, where it's basically got an inner courtyard. It's like a little garden and with balconies all around. And then that's where the rooms are. And there's actually stairs that lead up uh, to those rooms. And you'll see that towards the back of the garden, on the other side from the foyer, is where what appears to be where the dining area is and the kitchens. And there's even some tables in the garden itself. There's sort of like a patio that extends out into the garden with some wooden steps going up to it. Um, but it's very peaceful. There's like fountains. You can do these wonderful aromas in the air from the, the plants and things in here. It's 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 like proper top class. Um, but yeah, these bell hops basically, is anybody letting the bell hops carry their bags or are you doing it yourselves? Okay. Um, yeah, I don't carry my them away. Um, yeah, but them. basically, six of them come forward and they lead you all. Uh, they they try to take your bags, but you shoo them away. Those of you who want to shoo them away, the others you give them their bags, and um, they're a little bit astounded at the weight at first because I mean these are adventuring. <laughs> this is adventuring gear in this shit. Um, I mean, they're used to travelers, but usually the travelers that come to this place don't tr- no, can't travel with all this shit. I mean, how many are, extra are we weapons like does that cyan have? <laughs> are, are we like tracking mud down this nice carpet as well, probably? <laughs> probably a little bit, but oh, I'm sorry. this place is so spick and span that as you like disappearing up those stairs there's already like a maid busy cleaning and sweeping and polishing the floor after where you know where you've walked um but they lead you to these rooms that are basically all uh lined up along the, the top floor um they're very nice each of them have like a double bed in them spacious everything is, is smelt there's like rose petals on the bed um to give it a bit of a scent as well there's like a scented candle burning in each room that smells like vanilla you know it's it's nice it's genuinely nice um and the bellhops basically say to you would you like to go for your evening meal now or um would you like to rest would you like a bath run me a bath and then i'll go eat yes 
bath yeah, first. Definitely yeah. want to bath. Yes, a bath, please. But the oils. They say, please take your leisure in the garden. So the baths will take some time to uh, get ready. Um, but they, And they are all on the ground floor anyway. So um, change into something more comfortable. Any dirty washing, you can just put in the basket in your room and we shall clean it for you and have it ready for you in the morning. I I leave my armor like next to the basket in just a pile. I can okay. take my mask off. Okay, you I'm can. putting on a fresh set of robes. So I'll switch from white to black. All right. And uh, uh, drop everything off, and I'll say, uh, "Where's the bar?" And they basically, I'll just, yeah. I'll just tell everybody to prepare for wet fur bogs. <laughs> Um, but yeah, they basically point you to the garden and they say that the food hall has also got uh, a fully operational bar that is well stocked. I mean, might as well eat and drink so long. Uh, yeah, you can, you can partake of your meal in the meantime. And they basically got like lamb shank, like with mint and like roasted vegetables they've got like a full spread and salads and things it's sort of like a mini buffet kind of a thing that they've got laid out down there so that you, that you can help yourselves or you can be served if you prefer yeah i'm gonna sit next to bums and i'm gonna have him order us stuff <laughs> <laughs> just like mentally reaching out to to waiters yeah all I right bring, the, bring that three of those five of these more wine all right, so you do that, and and, and it, I mean the food is delicious. I mean you can see why you're paying such high coin for it because it is fantastic. Uh, it is so good um, that Cyan, your point of exhaustion has been removed. Oh, nice! You this feel invigorated. This is great. I just noticed that you are still targeting people somehow. Huh? <laughs> I don't I'm hyper alert. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's why he's exhausted. He's just been consistently <laughs> like watching. <laughs> um, so yeah, but it, it takes a bit of a while, and you eventually, you know, you finish your dinner. The guys come back and call you into these like individual little bathrooms. You've basically taken all the space up in the bathhouse. Um, well, not bathhouse. These rooms, and you can see in each one of them is like a large copper tub that has steaming water and uh, like sort of like hooked onto the tub. The bellboys explained that um, all these little, there's like these little vials filled with oils, different shades and colors. And like on each one of them is like a little, like a little tag that says what it is. And you know, there's like rose scented oils and this flower and that flower and all kinds of shit that's supposed to relax you. Um, and they just say, simply add it to the water and enjoy. Um, you can also see there are like these nice, like bespoke little bars of soap on the sides of the bath, clean towels on a little table near to it, as well as, you know, face cloths and all kinds of things. Um, if you do require additional hot water, um, just you'll notice that there is a little pull cord next to the to the bath. You can just pull on it, and we shall attend you. It's like super nice. <laughs> even 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 the fur bulk enjoys this shit. <laughs> 
But yeah, it's up to you guys how long you want to spend in there. I, I'm, I'm want walking to be this since I'm only here for a night. <laughs> this, this is going to stay in the water. I'd like to think being an ASMR link to ProCan, I don't get pruny, so I'm staying in this water. <laughs> uh, I think um, Simon would feel a little bit uncomfortable with the luxury, so like kind of take it in and then kind of like look around as expecting everyone to like get out for for, for, for eating at the table. Alright. You know, you're supposed to be used to water, you're supposed to enjoy it. We're not yeah. in the same room, are we? No, we're no, all no, in the no. same room. I it's one big off. One big off. One big off. I'm pretty sure everybody's asking why Cyan got into the water with his hat on still. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think Cyan's like changed into his vestments and he's like kind of looking around and uh, keen for some food. Uh, I take, I get massage. All right. So yeah, the dance muscles. The, the, you can get massages, you can get the full lot. Um, is there anybody who, actually, I know Byron, you said that you are not relaxing for too long, you're going to go get some more food or something? Yeah. Is there anybody else who's like in that garden area um, in addition to Byron? No, after like an hour or so of yeah, bathing. After an hour, I'll, probably I'll join you, yeah. Just relaxing in the garden, you see, um, strangely, Siren, you're a little bit envious because there's like a trio of musicians uh, that are playing music. It's actually just like very, they're just setting up this very calm, relaxed vibe. Um, they actually start playing while you're in the bath, uh, so you can hear it. Um, but you can see that like there's a small little platform out in the garden. There are some other people um staying here at this this um inn um but you can see just by looking at them you can see they seem to be nobility of some sort or like at least you know upper crust you know, like wealthy merchants that kind of a um a, a, a clientele that's the right word i'm looking for and um i would like you guys to all give me perception checks please Uh, well, um, it depends. Are you going to still be doing that after an hour? Mm -hmm. Okay, so then if you're if you're not there, wow. Ellen, didn't you roll like double fours last week? Now Bims is rolling them. What are we rolling? Perception. Heck yeah, hello. Oh, yay. Oh, nice. Wow, nice. So, uh... Carolus and Siren, you are the only two that pick this up. And I'm actually so happy that Siren picks it up. Sitting at one of the tables, not too far um, away from you, but definitely, but sitting alone, you notice a young woman wearing a bright yellow frock, with dark black hair, who looks familiar to you two. You've seen her before. My drunken haze. This is the woman you saw in your drunken haze, yes. Mm. Okay. It's salt marsh. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, I'm like, as short as Corrales is, I'm going to like duck down 
<laughs> like like very slowly casually but awkwardly like bent she's down. she has her back she's sort of sitting at an angle to you she's not looking directly at you like oh, i just dropped something over here and you can see like a a waiter comes up to her and she like seems to order a small little glass of what appears to be sherry or something um and a, you know, they bring her a plate of, of food that is mostly just like vegetation um, with a small little sliver of meat on it. And she's very daintily eating this and drinking her port or sherry or whatever the hell is in that little glass. And... Um, I sneak off. Hmm? I sneak off. Do you sneak off? The other way. Give me, Give me a stealth check. I'm pretty sure everyone can see me do this. Let's see. Like I'm just not like wanting her to see me. Well, let's see. away. Let's see. I'm trying to actually pull up a stat quickly, but I've I've lost it. Where did I put it? What did I save it under? Ah, found it. Bushes. <laughs> eh? I crawl into the bushes like just hiding. She turns around. As you're busy trying to sneak off into these bushes, you're sort of like making them rustle. And she watches you and like sort of arches a brow at you and then continues eating her supper. And ignores you further. Okay. As you disappear, obviously, to your room. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Um, at the same time as this is going on, there's another th bit of a, not really a, a noise or anything of the like, but you see two soldiers wearing the Duke's uniform in the foyer speaking to the receptionist. And they are pointing into the garden. And she, she sort of like makes a hand gesture that says like, you know, just wait here for a second. And... Uh, she comes into the garden and she comes towards you guys. Are you guys like sitting all at the same table or are you like spread out a little bit? I think I'd probably be walking around, you know, checking out the flowers and whatever, water features, whatever's around. Okay, I would like each of you to give me a charisma roll, except for Beiru and now Siren. Yay. Charisma. Ooh. Oh, I had good charismas. Wow. You are all cursed with ugliness. No. Holy Moses. Aww. What the hell is going on with these bloody rolls tonight? It's like either like super high or super low. It's weird. Um, all right. So Xerxes, she sees you walking around the garden and she approaches you and she says, excuse me, sir. Um, there are two gentlemen waiting in the front that would like to speak to a representative of your group. They have a message to deliver. Well, that would be me. Sure, I'll go. She says, please, please follow me. And she leads you back to reception and she goes back behind the, the, the desk, basically. And uh, these two gentlemen um, give you an appraising look in your black robes um, and confer for a moment. And an, the older of the two steps forward and he says, um, excuse me, sir, uh, 
some I have been bidden to give you a message. And he reaches into a pouch at his belt and he pulls out a small little scroll that has been tied with a red ribbon and has a wax seal closing it. And it is none other than Lord Restwood's seal. Okay, nice. I say thank you, gentlemen. Is that all? Uh, that is all, my lord. And they bow and they leave. Dope. I'm gonna I'm gonna open it and while I'm walking back outside. Alright. So as you open it up, there's this very elegant um handwriting and it basically is titled, you know, to the crew of the wave piercer. It has come to my attention that you are in town. Um I have I had left notice at the gate that you were to be sent to the Ducal Palace with all haste. I expect you on the morrow. Um, I have some news for you regarding your ship, and I would also like to introduce you to His Grace, Duke Merrick Feldron. Be prompt, be neat, and I shall see you at eight bells. Cool. And it's signed off with a flourish and another stamp, basically, of what appears to be you know, like a signet ring of, that, of his house symbol. Um, onto onto the parchment just below his signature. Okay, as soon as I get outside to that uh, sort of, uh, what did we call it? Like a um, garden. Okay, yeah, whatever this, this sort of outside garden area, I'll call whoever was outside there, called Corolla, Cyan, and Siren. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, sort of, uh, read, I'll read it to them or whatever, say this is from Lord, Lord Resford. You've got to be up at 8 a.m. or we have to be at the Duke's Palace at 8 a.m. Bloody-da dressed well, be representable, blah, 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 blah. I see. Huh. I choose huh? blah, blah, blah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. I'll, I'll interpret that as a secret. <laughs> All right. And I'll pass it around if anyone wants to see it, and then, yeah. So, but I'm not there, so... Um, yeah, but I mean, I should imagine that at some other point you guys will retire for the evening and... You know, get Beiru and Siren up to speed as well. So if you want to discuss it, you're more than welcome to. No. No, Siren's going to head off straight to bed. I'm, yeah, <laughs> I'm going to just make sure my cleric robes are get clean for the next day. Okay, so you're going to war, 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 war there, blah, 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 wear your clerical vestments. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, same. Cool. Uh, so noted. Uh, the rest of you guys, what are you doing? How are you going to appear before His Grace, Duke Merrick? Have I find us robes? You have robes? (laughs) (laughs) No. Well, you did actually buy rather fine clothing when you were in, um, Burl. I've got quite a few sets of clothing as well. Yeah, so. Dolly up one of them. Make myself look like royalty. As a purple. And you, Corollas? Um, use my magic closed. <laughs> oh, just to be like pristine? It's always pristine. It's always pristine? <laughs> okay, cool. Well, I'm gonna get new shoes then. Because I'm right. the suit. Um, yeah, you'll be able to find a cobbler in the morning to um, get replacements for that fairly easily. Um, I have no idea. Yes, um, 
you find a shoe shop called the Crack of Dawn. <laughs> no. Um, but yeah, uh, you can actually even have the servants here, the bellhops and things, um, go out in the morning first thing and find you a pair. Uh, how much are you willing to spend for them? Because it's a Duke, 10 gold. Wow, okay, so you're getting some really nice buckled shoes. Um, it even comes with some like leather food and shit too. <laughs> it's like bespoke. Um, I actually think for that amount of money, you'll probably have a cobbler like coming over to you, like measuring your foot with like a little tape measure. <laughs> You know, and like he has a suitcase that he just opens up and he's just got all these like ready-made pairs of boots and things already, some sandals and shit. Yeah, and you can take your pick, basically. Um, but yeah, so anything else you guys want to do through the night? Or just, you're just going to catch some Zs and wake up in the morning? I'll, I'll do like an hour or two of just meditation and prayer. I'm not at the temple at the moment. Alright. Uh, I wouldn't mind going to check out this um, dead parrot tavern. Now at night. Alright. So um yeah, I mean it's it's still fairly early. You can you can pop down there and, and we can see. Uh anybody else joining Xerxes down to the dead parrot? Specifically let Jerry know that I'm going if he wanted to come. No, I'm chilling, thanks. <laughs> so, yeah. Beiru, are you going? Who else? I'm enjoying my boss. Okay. <laughs> so, so, Xerxes, you're going by yourself. It's Yeah, I'll let people know that that's where I'm going, and then I'll be off. Um, is Bims joining you? Yeah, definitely. And also, I'm going to... I'm going to leave uh, whatever valuables behind. Um... Yeah, I'll leave my coat behind. It won't, it won't look too fancy, you know? Okay. And what, what weaponry? Are you, are you taking any weapons with you? or My hands and my mind. Just your hands and your mind. Okay, cool. And, say, isn't he weapon enough? And Bims as well? Yeah, Bims is coming okay. for sure. So Bims perched on your shoulder. Uh, you can, you get quite a few stairs as you're walking through the, the streets. I mean, there are like lamps and things street lamps and such um there's a, quite a number of places open for for this late business you know taverns and things like that there's also a couple of shops um but you may find your way down to the docks fairly easily because everything sort of like slopes down to the docks um from these because where you are or where, where the lark and laurel is is basically quite close to the ducal palace it's sort of in like the the richer part of town you know, where the nobles and things stay, where they have their manor houses, etc. And, uh, yeah, you make your way down uh, to the docks and find the dead parrot fairly easily uh, by, you know, you ask some questions, that, but you get a couple of people saying, like, are you sure you want to go there? It doesn't really look like your kind of place. Um, but they don't, you know, they just, like, shake their heads and point you in the right direction. Eventually, you find this really dingy-looking building. Uh, 
most of the wood looks like it's about to rot away into nothingness but you hear a hell of a lot of shouting and laughing and you know it sounds like a good time happening on the inside of this building you going in yep yeah so when you go in you see it's like just a large common common room there's maybe 10 10 or 12 tables in here there's a bar off um along the one wall uh there's there are no like side rooms or anything it's just this one room uh but that has some windows and things that are sort of like half shattered um so nobody can see in easily it's lit poorly basically by candles and things a couple of lanterns here and there but with your dark vision it's it's not a problem at all for you uh it reeks of cheap ale and beer and vomit but you can see that most of the tables are large enough to accommodate parties of you know six to ten people depending they vary a little bit and there's people playing cards there's people rolling dice there's some square or, or rectangular tables where they've got something else going on um like and they're, they're making bets and getting closer you can see they're actually like racing cockroaches <laughs> um down these like little race racetracks basically um but yeah this is this is the general air and like you know when somebody loses they're as likely to punch whoever they lost to or <laughs> to punch the winner it's that's a they're very rowdy bunch so what are you you're looking for that priest of naribo i'm looking I for someone it. uh who looks like they're uh, sort of sort of own the establishment or Maybe serving someone serving drinks, barman of sorts, or. Well, you see, there's there's actually a couple. Well, they look like a couple because they're just working in tandem, you know, delivering. Um, is the barkeep himself and what appears to be his wife or at least his partner of some sort, um, and they're busy handing out drinks to people and taking their coin. Um, she is missing a whole bunch of teeth. She's got this red hair. She's kind of plump. She's got this head wrap. It's seen better days. It's a bit. It's it's supposed to be blue, but it's sort of like an off blue now because it doesn't look particularly clean. He's wearing like this apron with this grey shirt that may have been white at a point, and the apron is just like smeared with weird shit. You you can't identify what's on there. But as you approach the bar, he says, "What can I get for you, sir?" So I'll, I'll sort of ask. Uh... Give me a, give, just give me a pint and whatever he suggests, I'll just, I'll take that. And he like takes this wooden mug out from underneath the counter, eyes it quickly, takes this like really gnarly looking rag and like cleans it out, taps some for you. It's, it's fairly foamy. It doesn't look too bad. It smells a bit weird, but he plunks it down in front of you and he says, that'll be two silvers. Cool. I'll, I'll. I'll uh, I'll give him four and I'll and I'll ask him. Um, Thank you kindly, sir. What do you know of uh, Naribo? Any uh, clergyman uh, in town, sir? That is an unusual request. I'm aware. Why do you seek a priest of Naribo in a gambling den? Because that's what my DM told me to do. <laughs> 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 out of character um he says not responding to that he says 
I don't know if you would call him a priest, but there's one player here that is exceptionally lucky. And he, he like raises his hand and he points to it, uh, a halfling that's sitting at a, at a table. He's sort of like propped up on a couple of books or something to, to, so that he's a little bit eye level. They seem to be playing poker or something. And he's like holding his cards very close to his chest as he's watching the people. He's got this curly black hair, sort of like love locks down the sides. Um, he looks, compared to the rest of the people in here, he looks quite a bit cleaner. He actually, look, even his clothing is a little bit, you know, a little bit uh, better quality than the, the common weaves that the rest of the people are working, like dock workers. You can clearly see these are working men. He looks more like a shyster, like a professional poker player kind of a vibe coming off of him. And um, he has like a little mug there that he takes a sip of as he's watching and watching. He's very quiet and he's just keeping an eye out on everyone. But you watch him for a little while and he like plays a card here and there. And, you know, he basically folds and uh, when all is said and done, he plays another couple of games. You're like sort of waiting patiently watching this board. And at the end of the, uh, no, another round or two, he's basically taken that entire pot, pot of gold away from everybody. And they're not happy. They're not happy at all. But, and you see like one of the, the customers gets a little bit handsy with him. But as he does that, like stepping away from a wall is this huge Goliath. You know what a Goliath is, eh? Yeah. Basically a half giant that just like puts his hand on this guy's arm. And he says, fuck off. And you, this, like this little halfling's got this smirk. And the guy like releases his arm and like grumbling him and his mates clear the table and the halfling is busy just busy standing there with this uh um goliath almost said golem uh just standing you know just off off behind him behind his shoulder basically so if you want to approach him you can i'm gonna have um speak into his mind and mm -hmm. say um you look awfully lucky um m would you mind joining me for a drink and i'll say i'm standing at the bar and then when he looks over i'll give him a wave and uh he responds to bims and he says you have a most unusual pet how much would you like for him 20 gold I don't think there's any amount of gold that you would be able to offer me. How about platinum? Nope. That's a pity. But he does hop off his chair and motion to the Goliath to just like take up a post by the wall again as he climbs up on the stool next to you at the bar. And he holds out a hand uh, as if to give you a handshake and he says... Name's Jesper. Jesper Copperkettle. Jesper Copperkettle. Yep. <laughs> uh, cool, I'll respond in kind with my name. 
say, uh, pleased to meet you. What are you drinking? Uh, would your friend like anything as well? Oh, no, no, he doesn't drink. He doesn't say much either. I think that's why I keep him around. I do all the talking. It's better that way. He's a bit dumb. Um, but yes, um, I'll take some wine. Cool, I'll, I'll, I'll get him a glass of wine or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then um, I'll say, I'm looking for some assistance and I was hoping you might be able to point me in the right direction. Um, it has to do with uh, Naribo. Oh, yep. He says, uh, "What exactly are you looking to do with Naribo?" I I found an amulet that I need some assistance with removing a curse from it. Oh, that's very interesting. Do you have the amulet with you? I didn't bring it with me, no. Oh, that's a pity. I collect things like that. I find them very interesting. I like to test my luck, you see. But, um, no. I, well, I do give a small offering now and then to Naribo. Um, there isn't really an established priesthood of such. They basically wander around. I've met a couple of them in my time. But, uh, they're a shifty lot. They generally don't like to let their presence be known unless they are in like some place like uh, Neildra, where they actually have a proper temple. But even then, they carry themselves all secrety and wear masks and yeah, they strange chaps. That's a pity that uh, I was willing to offer some good gold to get this uh, curse removed. Well, I'll, I, there are other ways of removing curses, you know? Um, I might know a couple of ways. Well, I was, uh, I was thinking I was willing to offer about 25 gold pieces. Um, does that sound uh, like you're worth your while? 25 gold pieces to remove the curse? Yes. Sounds a little bit on the low end. Because I would need to hire a subcontractor who might need to hire another subcontractor who might need to hire another subcontractor. So I'm looking at at least 250 gold for expenses up front. What do you say? Up front? Uh, I'm not too sure we know each other well enough for that just yet. You look well off. Uh, can we not uh, confer payments afterwards? Well, let's just say I can't remove the curse myself, but I might know somebody who can help, and they're going to want payment up front. So I'll take a finder's fee, and I'll get the work done. Basically, I'm going to be a middleman for you. Um, so I'm going to ask him, like, so how... How can I trust you, uh, considering that we've only just met? Well, just look at my face. I've got a trusting face. You can trust me. Come on. Just look at me. <laughs> He's just giving you this grin. 
cool. Well, uh, do I believe that he is someone that can be trusted? Give me, uh, actually, I want to say intuition, but the thing I'm actually looking for is what? Help me out again. <laughs> Insight. <laughs> Not very good at that. Okay. 15 is what you needed. He's full of shit. Figured as much. I, mm -hmm. I didn't trust this guy for shit. So he says, I tell you what, for 25 gold pieces, I'll get you a name. And a location. Then you have a deal. 50 gold pieces, I'll get you a name and a location. I'll say I'm happy with... Uh, the lowest I'll do is, uh, is 30. Um, and uh, I'm pretty sure we will cross paths again. Should this come to fruition then I'll make it worth your while in the future. He says, it's a deal. Rot. So, you're shilling out 30 gold pieces? Yeah. He says, where can I find you? Um, Might take me a couple of days. A couple of days? It's a big town. I've got to see if the people who I'm thinking of are still around, or if they've boarded a ship or not. Then I need to find somebody else. You understand my point. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be here in two days. Uh, out of character. Um, leave a message for me at the Lark and Laurel. Ooh, uh, fancy. What was the last part, Alan? Leave, a, leave a, a scroll for me at the Lark and Laurel. Deal! And he's like holding out his hand, waiting for the coins. Cool. Um, I'll hand over 30 gold to him. Okay, cool. Um, he says, pleasure doing business with you. You can expect a message soon. I look forward to it. Uh, and uh, also look forward to uh, potential dealings that we will have in the future. My new friend. Absolutely. Good evening to you. And he's, you see, like, pulls like a cap out of his back pocket, puts it on his head, like these, these black curls just going everywhere, and hops off of the stool, gives you another handshake, and like, gives like a short little whistle. And that Goliath comes forward and like grabs him and puts him up on his shoulder, and they walk out the door into the night. And I believe that is where we will call it for the evening. Because I see it is five past what nine. <laughs> I'm just happy I wasn't there. <laughs> <laughs> With your your innate dislike of halflings. Yes. I'm a sketchy halfling. <laughs> uh, thank you very much, everybody. I'm sure with the fact that fighting would have got you decapitated. Yeah. Um, I can throw words. I think a dwarf versus Goliath would have been a good match. Yes. Go for the weak spots. <laughs> Something to that effect. Organic material. I say, what was that part about organic material? Goliath. Are they still classified as organic? Yeah, they they humanoid. Again. They're just very large humanoids. I think they're still actually classified as a medium creature, though for purposes of strength checks and carry capacity, they're considered a large creature. Um. So yes, thank you very much everybody for joining us on our game.
the podcast will of course be available in the next day or two it should be available tomorrow um but in case it isn't be on the lookout for it on friday uh catch us on all our socials at Will gaming and yeah we'll check you guys next week where we will continue um this part of the journey that has come to a close in the fortified port town of seaton where everybody is about to meet the duke good night stay safe and end stream <laughs>